When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wondering what's next in your business or personal life? Welcome to Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings, a podcast dedicated to helping you with all of life's challenges, discoveries, and opportunities. Whether you're seeking a new career, retirement, or simply wanting to make an impact in your community or the world, join Jen Duplessis and her guests as they explore how to start, what to do when you're in the thick of a change or growth, and how to leave a mark in this world after breaking through your next achievement. You are moments away from the aha you've been seeking. Well, welcome to the show, Danny. I am so happy to have you here. I am very excited. Thank you. Absolutely. So let's just dive right in. I want, you know, I want to find out, and as you know, this, this show is success to significance, life after breaking through glass ceilings, and we're always breaking through ceilings, right? Everything that we do is breaking through ceilings, but I want to go back to your childhood. <laughs> we probably don't have to go that far back, but, but I know that you studied ballet. So kind of give us, give us a flavor of what you did. You know, we've already, you know, done your bio, but a little flavor of how this transformed into CEO coaching that you did, you know, working in a ballet studio or a dance studio. So I think it was the foundation. You don't realize, you know, when you're a child, you just go in, you just have these dreams and these aspirations and there's nothing holding you back. You want to be a princess? You are a princess. You want to be a ballerina? You are a ballerina. So I was blessed with great genetics. Like first, we got to go from there. My father was a collegiate gymnast, the captain at Temple Gymnastics. My mother was a professional dancer. She did modern. She was signed in companies over in Europe. So I was blessed with an athletic gene pool to start with. Yeah. And I wanted to be a ballerina. And so I just went through the process. Now, you don't realize when you do that, that means a lot of hard work wasn't even work and it wasn't even scary. So imagine being five, you walk into this grand room with your mother. They say, wait here. You go into a room with strangers and it's a lineup of, they were men. And I just remember one having a long beard and these massive robes and a big staff, almost like Moses. If you could imagine a heavy set Moses and they shut the door and told me, do this, do that and criticized me and gave me praise. Five hours later, I walked out and I, that was my first audition for a company. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. So I know you probably have a lot of stories about ballet. I'm a dancer too, but I'm not a ballerina. I do, I can't even talk about what I do for some reason, I just figured out, I forgot what I do. No, well, because I haven't been doing it for a year because it's been COVID, right? No, I do all the smooths, which is all, you know, waltz and Viennese waltz. Ballroom dancing. Yeah, I do ballroom, Latin, and swing dancing. I do all of it. I absolutely love dancing. I've been doing it for years and years and years. And so how have you taken what you learned in, you know, the structure? And because, you know, and I was an athlete too, so I get that, you know, the athletic piece of everything, dancing. How did you take that and transform that into helping your families, you know, keep their business for all those years? So it's just, there is no failure. It's just that was wrong. 
you need to make a tweak and redo. That's how it is in athletes, you know? Sometimes you lose and sometimes you win. Does it make you a loser and it doesn't make you a winner? It's just how you perfect things. So when you're going through and sales are down or there's a lull in enrollment, well, why is that? What do you need to tweak to make the change happen? So I think just that philosophy of understanding like, you're not winning, you're not losing. You're just trying to constantly evolve and tweak yourself to be the best version in that moment and then apply that to anything in your life. Yeah, I think that's I think that's really important because it is that way. You know, I also played flute and piccolo in the Colorado Springs Symphony when I was in high school. And, you know, it was just constant practice, right? That's really what it is, is constant practice and really perfecting even a measure, right? <laughs> just a measure or a couple of notes or transition between two notes. And, you know, so it doesn't mean that you aren't, you know, good at what you're doing. But I, I love that philosophy of there's no failure. It's just, you know, you're not winning, you may not be losing. It's a, it's a matter of looking at the tweet. So if you learn that, you know, and I, obviously, there's discipline, there's discipline yeah. and tenacity, right, and being able to stick with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you find that you had to kind of help your parents transition from their school of thought to your school of thought? Yeah. So I come from a very Italian family. So I think anything you've ever heard about an Italian family, all the myths, yep, they're true. That's us. That's how it was. So when I first came to the company, I was 18 years old, actually. And my father said, do you want to be part of the family business? And I was like, all right, sure. You know, okay. Yeah, I'm with a good Italian daughter. This is what we're supposed to do. I was probably fired five dozen times in the beginning. This is how he handled not moving into the next like wave of technology or the next, you know, generation. Um, And I would just be like, okay. And I would show up the next day and we would just kind of go through this. So it took a lot of me being not getting my feelings hurt, understanding that he's just a hot-headed Italian, like knowing the person you're talking to, right? I'm not going to expect him to be level-headed and sweet and caring. It's just not the man that is my father. So he's a hothead. He's going to fire. He's going to spitball. And then we're just going to move on. He's going to act like it never happened. So his understanding that environment really of who he was helped transition him out of it because then it took, then he could see that, oh, profits are moving up. Oh, enrollment's moving up. Okay. So all these things I fired her over have merit to them. So it's not smooth at all. That was not pretty at all. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's funny because I used to work with my husband for 17 years until two years ago. We now he still works in the mortgage space and I've moved on, but we worked together for 17 years and our son worked with us as well. And my husband's Italian and I'm German. So I'm like a slow tick up onto, you know, a roller coaster, like tick, 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 tick for a long time and then watch out. He's like you know, a scorpion every day. It's like, you know, constantly, you know, it's just weird. It's weird that you Italians. You <laughs> learned. So I'm German and Italian. So he's all Italian. My mother was German. So I'm German and Italian. I have all of that chaos up in this brain. So you, yeah. you learn. <laughs> right. right. Oh, that's you learn how to deal with that. Yeah, that's funny. Okay, so what kinds of challenges do you have? You know, as we're talking about success to significance, you know, Mm -hmm. at some point you said, okay, so, you know, the company's doing great, you know, enrollment's up, but now there's something missing in my life. So what kind of challenges did you have as you were starting to think, you know, and sort of stew about where you were going to be going the next phase? 
Yeah. Well, you know, for 24 years, that was my identity. You know, I mastered it. I could do it in my sleep. It was just like this. At that point, I was very unfulfilled. My brother and I decided we needed to move on. And I think it wasn't over a two-year period of time. You start to just lose your passion. Things just, and then you start to see things starting to, I want to say fall apart because the company didn't fall apart, but you're on a high and you're doing and everything's great and loving and everything comes from a state of love. And then all of a sudden, it just doesn't give you that. You just show up. You're yeah. just going through the motions. You just become this robot. Yeah. So when I left and my brother left, I didn't know what I wanted to do because I didn't want to be in that industry. So that was the first challenge of like, who am I? I've always been a coach. My whole entire life, I was coaching families. I was coaching children. I was coaching husbands and wife. Like, so I was, th that was always in my blood, but I did not want to do it in the same capacity in the athletic sense that I did. So really just trying, I said yes to everything. I probably started, I don't even know, a hundred businesses, maybe not a hundred. That's a little, my Italian exaggeration, but I just kept trying things. And then instead of looking at it, that failure and success, right? I don't believe that you lose or you win. You just kind of move through it. Might not be the best, might not be the worst. So I like got my health certification and I started doing that. And I was like, nope, that's not what I want to do. But I branded myself as a, a health coach. I had clients as a health coach. And I was like, no, don't want to do this. And so I would move and just kept going until I found what stuck with me and where I was like, oh, you know, this is the niche that I need to be in. This is the market that, and I started to get that fire back in myself, but it stunk. I wanted to use a different word, but it stunk going through that period because you do, we're human. So we do feel like failures, even if it's our choice to leave. Oh yeah, no question. It's, you know, and I always kind of looked at it as, and like in the same context of what you're saying is, you know, for 35 years I was in lending. So I was in this, you know, comfortable, massive land. Right. And I was building this bridge to go to this little pond over here, this little yeah. island that, you know, was going to be, Oh, great. All this wonderful stuff. And it's building that bridge and getting it halfway done and then tearing it down again. And, you know, and, and is this the right island I'm going to? And, you know, and I think that's what a lot of people are going through. And it's ironic because this podcast was started this year, not knowing COVID was going to happen. Right. And I think a lot of people are, are now in that quandrum of, you know, do I make this move? Do I make this shift? Do I go back to work when we are allowed to go, you know, when we're born free, are we going to be able to go back to work? Do I want to go there? So, you yeah. know, you're, it, what kind of advice do you have for someone who's thinking about that and saying, you know, what do I do? I'm just numb. Because I know I got to a point where I was numb. I was like, I can't do this anymore, but what can I do? Yeah. What kind of advice do you have? And I know you're giving this to your clients these days too. You know, what are you telling or guiding them or counseling them on? It's what I tell myself is, so you know what it's like to be right where you are. Yeah. So are you happy in it? And usually the answer is no, or we wouldn't be having this conversation. Okay, then, then all you have to do is take an action. That action might lead you right and that might not be it. But if you do nothing, then please do not complain about it because you know exactly the outcome that is going to happen. You're going to be miserable. You're going to feel stuck. You're going to have all of these icky emotions that are going inside. So do you want to relish in that and hold on so, so tight to it because you know exactly what the outcome is going to be? Or, yeah, yeah. Or are you going to just do one thing different? Just 
one change and then that change is going to lead to another going to lead to another going to lead to another and it's the ripple effect of your action that makes a difference but we all know what we're going to get oh yeah well by not doing anything you know well that's right <laughs> so can you give us an example of an action that you've guided someone to do you know is it are we talking about an action of write in your journal so you can discover or an action of pick up the phone and call 10 more people. What are you specific? And I'm sure it varies for everybody, but give us some examples of some actions that would help someone start getting some clarity on where they want to go. Sure, sure. So, I mean, because really it's per case, right? It's per the individual. So I'll talk about myself and then I'll talk about some other people. I'll talk about the other people, you know, (laughs) but for now I'm in this I'm going through this transition. Where do I want to be? Because I'm not full-time coaching CEOs anymore. That just, it didn't fit my lifestyle of where I was, my personal life. It was causing a lot of friction. So I I had to make some changes and, and I've been going through this, like, what the heck do I want to do, right? Well, the first thing for me is that makes me say to myself, there has been a change inside me. I'm not the person I was when I did that. So I need to address that change because if I don't, I'm going to be spinning my wheels and coming up with solutions that have no meaning to them because there's no foundation to it. So the action that I'm taking myself and advice I've given to other people, but I'm actually doing it right now as we speak every day is I journal. So I look at, so I'm religious. You don't have to, people can use motivation. They can use whatever it is. I use like scripture. And I analyze it for myself. Like, what does that mean applied to my life? Which means I better look hard at who I am. So you can even do a motivational quote in the morning if that's like more your jam. But if you think of that motivational quote and think outside of yourself, that is an, you're just reading words. You could be reading a fairy tale. You could be reading about the moon. There is nothing that is going to stick to you. You have to read it and then say, how am I not applying that? And even if you say, well, I'm applying it, you can always apply something better. You can always apply it in a different way. So you have to be able to receive what you're reading and then put it in application to yourself. And then from there, look at it and be like, okay, how does that translate outside of myself? Yeah. And you do that. And it sounds like so simple. And then at first you're not going to feel anything. Everything's going to be the same, but then eventually you're going to start getting these aha moments and just the heaviness off your chest. is going to be gone. And it doesn't mean you have an outcome. It just means you're opening up to receive whatever experience is kind of come your way. You know, you're ready to hear it and see it. Um, So that's what I'm doing personally. Yeah, I love that. It's funny you're saying that because, you know, I'm very faith forward. I, everybody knows on this podcast, (laughs) very faith forward. But you know, one, there's a verse in the Bible, and I'm not going to quote it verbatim because I'm really bad about that, but but it's uh, be silent and know. And I have been really focusing on those four words for, you know, the last four or five months is just silencing things. You know, it's just be silent and then get the knowledge, get the wisdom. It'll come our way because we're just running around 100 miles an hour, right? And and a lot of times what you think when people are in transition, they're trying to do what everybody else did because they're like, oh, that sounds good. So I should do that. And that sounds good. It's it's FOMO, right? It's like getting Mm -hmm. my pain. I have a FOMO issue, right? You're missing out. So I must do what they're doing because that's how I'll be successful. And that's probably how I'm going to be happy, but it really is. And it's just be silent and know. 
and it'll yeah. come to you, you know, and I had an aha moment like that over the weekend because I subscribe to Miracle Morning every morning with Hal Arrod. And, and I had that moment. And that's why I just had the conversation with Greg Reed at Secret Knock for that very reason. I said, I've had an aha moment. I need your help and guidance. Where do we, where yeah. do we- it's amazing when you just put into that practice, because sometimes you'll just read it and you'll just write and you know, like there's no substance to it, but you just got to keep doing it. And then you have these small breakthroughs and you start realizing these aha moments and these breakthroughs come in so many different levels. Like I am a, I'm really good at supporting and giving. Like I can support the crap out of somebody. And a lot of times it's to my own deficit. It's to hurt myself because I'm going, I'm getting pain because I'm supporting, I'm going against something internally to me or giving something. And so it was one of those like Supporting and giving does not mean you're not going to compromise and sacrifice, but if you don't have that love feeling, that means you've crossed some certain boundary within yourself and you need to recap what boundaries you have. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. So now what are you telling other people? That's what you're doing. So what are some other tactics that- Okay. So I tell them to do that, right? I can't stand it, right? (laughs) (laughs) Because there are people that do and that's okay. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Okay. So I first tell them what I'm doing, right? I think you have to do it. You can only give advice if you've, this is my, again, my opinion, advice is best given when you've applied it yourself. Okay. So I you tend not to give advice if I have not some part in my 43 years used it. And if I do, I'll say like, look, this worked for somebody else. Have no idea. Try it. But I don't have any substance behind it. So there are certain things depending on what it is. If someone wants to start that new business, they're loving it. A lot of it with the at home kind of work from home, they have a product or things like that, but they're questioning it. And I'm like, you are not going to, you're not going to be great right off the bat. Most businesses fail within two years. So don't get this delusion that you're going to make millions within the two years, but you have to start it. You have to just do it. So what's your business? Selling water, let's say. Okay, well, what is your plan of action? Let's put a plan of action to start the process, right? Of course, that plan of action is going to change 500 times over. Make a plan. Three steps to start that business and do it. It is, it's a big deal. I talk about this all the time, you know, make a plan. You would never go to Home Depot and just buy whatever you saw there. Right. And just like, Oh, that looks cool. I'm going to buy that and get this, get this, and then take it out to a job site, right. To a site and say, gosh, I hope that this turns into a beautiful home. You would never do that. And now we do that with our lives and our careers and our passions. We do that all the time. We just (laughs) gather shiny objects and fun stuff and just kind of hope that it comes together. Plans are a big deal. Yeah. And even in relationships, like, so relationships are my niche when I was CEOs and everything. That's, that's the niche of my coaching is you better have a plan of that relationship or you are going to be grabbing at shiny objects, gifts, nice words, and there's going to be nothing behind it. And I think everybody out there knows when someone's like, I really love you. You can tell if they don't really love you. They're just saying it because they're supposed to. to, Right. Yeah. I love that. I love that. That's crazy. That's cool. Okay. So let's do a little transition here because those of you are watching, if you're watching here on YouTube, you see that you're wearing a marine red sweatshirt, right? And you have the United States flag behind you and everything. So let's talk about what is part of another niche that you've worked into and how did this sort of come about? And probably journaling, I'm sure at a certain time, but 
share with us how you transitioned into really helping CEOs and relationships in military family, military personnel and their families. So, and, um, I had, again, another transition where I was doing great. And the, here's another thing, and I'll talk really quickly. I was great at CEO coaching. Like, I made bank. I was changing people's lives. So it wasn't just, like, the emotional part of it of, yes, these I'm actually helping these CEOs better their relationships or find love. But I actually had, like, a business that was self-sustaining, and I could – it took my income from before and replaced it even better, Right. but emotionally and personally, it created this imbalance in my life. So I was like, oh, I didn't really want to leave, but it was like, do I stay married? Yeah. Or do I keep my business going, right? Right. You kind of look in the mirror at your own, what you're telling everybody else. Yeah. Yes. So I didn't know what to do. I was back at the square one yet again. And I was having um, lunch with a friend of mine. And she said, well, what do you love? What do you do that no one knows you do that you just do every single day? And my son is, uh, he's a Marine veteran now, but he was an active Marine. I'm like, well, it's the, it's my military community. It's my military moms. It's, it's the veteran events, you know, giving to them or participating in them. That's what like lights my fire. And it changed me when my son became Marine. So it was very dear to my heart. Said, okay, then. And then I was like, okay, I don't know what that means, but let's just, let's just pray on it and see what happens. And that's how I wrote my book, Devoted to a Soldier, Strengthening the Family Unit. So it was my passion of wanting to help the military and veteran community. And then my niche that I developed and became very successful at on the relationship side married them and it started with the book and from the book it led to events um it led to my own show devoted to a soldier it it led to all it was just the ripple effect of saying yes constantly looking at myself and never i should um never accepting when i felt like this is not what i should be doing and i failed like because i can feel that way but there's a difference between feeling it and accepting it yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. So are you helping veterans just in the family unit in the relationships or are you helping them in their businesses as well for those that are wanting to go, you know, sort of branch out on their own? Where is the real crust of what you're helping people do? It's mostly on the personal relationship side. And it's right, like as of now, it is more of um, I'm building the community. I have a very large community at the events. That is my advertisement. It's all referral based. So I'll have people call up and say, Hey, you got to talk to this guy. He's, he's like spiraling down. He just broke up with his girl. And then we'll go on and make life changes. And I misspoke a second. I've never get yeah. the acronym right. But PTSD. Is it a lot of work in that arena as well for those that are listening? If they have a loved one or they themselves are in that situation saying, you know, I've got to get this fixed first before I can maybe move on and transition into some other kind of work or, you know, chasing a passion that I have. I don't think so. I'm not like a clinical psychologist. I have my own, you know, <laughs> my own thoughts and theories of it. But I think for like post-traumatic stress, right? I hate to say it's a disorder because I don't believe anything in us is a disorder or a disease. It's just things that we need to work through. But it's never going to go away. You learn strategies 
to deal with and handle handle it no matter what. So I think this theory of like, oh, it's gonna, you're gonna wake up one day and all of this work that you've done ha- will be like, you'll feel like heaven come down on you, right? And it's never like that. It's kind of this up and down. So constantly having tools, constantly working on yourself, working through things is what's going to evolve you into being the best version of yourself, whether it's a new career, finding a career, being a good father, husband, or just you, right? Like just loving on yourself. But yeah, it's a huge, some form of it, I think, There's always some form of it, right? There's some form of personal development that happens anyway. Yeah. I think in anything we do. Yeah. Now, you mentioned husband and father. How many women are you working with that are in this situation as well that are the veteran? So not a lot of women, I would say. Like if I had to do percentages and I'm terrible at math, it'd be like 2% and the rest are men. So so when I coach, I coached all men. I didn't coach women. And so that is kind of what is translated. I have a lot of female veteran friends and we chat and, but it's not a professional base. It's more like the girls. So all I work with is men. Yeah. And I think that comes from your personality. I mean, I know you outside of the confines of this, you know, to know your personality. It's interesting because, you know, that's a lot of what I do as well. And I don't know how that happens, but it just does. I don't know if it was like, I was, I'm like the tomboy that wears stilettos. And I don't know if you have like that personality of it, or I've had brothers. I was right. You know, my brother's my best friend. That's probably Yeah. Very strong Italian father growing up. Um, But I connect the best with men and to be honest I think it's because I can't make them cry oh, I can make them oh, make I'll help you make them cry I can do that <laughs> I can do that okay but you can like, just talk I'm trying to hurt their feelings they all cry they all yes. pardon me but I'm getting emotional I'm like oh it's good you're having a breakthrough you're having a breakthrough <laughs> that's so cool that is so cool so now so you work definitely with veterans and stuff do you work in the charity community as well are you philanthropic about working with veterans as well that is like the event so the events that I go to when I support through like emceeing at the events. I do it with a good friend of mine, Travis Parrington, Oscar Mike Radio. Yay, Travis. So we'll connect and we'll go to these different nonprofits to bring awareness to them, to bring like more spunk to the event, to bring our characteristics to that event, to like bring more people in or bring more awareness in. So it's not just necessarily one nonprofit, but it's multiple ones, but all in that veteran community. It's all serving that community. Yeah, that's so great. That is absolutely great. So what does 2021 look like for you? I think there is going to be, I don't like, there's definitely going to be a lot of change. I don't know what it is yet, but like I said, I'm having this kind of going through this transitional piece of it. Things that'll stay the same is I will continue doing my show. I don't know where that's going to go. Continue doing the events with the veteran community. But I see them everything growing, right, into this next kind of level. And then there's this other, like, piece that I'm not sure what that bubble is going to be, but that is going to be a huge change maker. But I don't have words on it yet. Interesting. Is it in business or is this in your life? It's a combination. It's going to be a combination of personal and business. I'm very... You have an older child, so maybe there'll be a baby. No, there better not be because at first they need a girlfriend or a boyfriend and a commitment. We're not making same mistakes. We're not repeating history. That won't be it. But I vary. I get something on my heart 
and it happens. And or I'll see something and it happens. So I can see this massive change. I just don't know what it is yet. Interesting. Yeah, interesting that you see that. I don't know. You know, sometimes I feel that too. And I know what you're talking about. And I think I've said it to my husband like four times this year. It's like, I'm on the brink. Just feel it. I'm on the brink. But I don't know what I'm on the brink of. It just feels like I'm on the brink. And it's positive. It's a positive brink, right? Yeah. There's something there. Yeah, that's interesting that you're saying that. Crazy. And I'm yeah. so many people are thinking that too. I mean, because we've all just had so much time to be silent and know, right? Or be quiet mm-hmm. and know or whatever. <laughs> I think the biggest mistake people are going to make going into 2021 is that they have this feeling. And when they don't see this massive aha, like in your face change, they're going to forget all of that work that they did because they're not, it's not big enough for them. Interesting. That's very important. I hope you heard that again. (laughs) I hope you heard that, right? So I'm going to ask you to repeat it again, right? It's like making sure you say it the way you want to say it. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I I can never repeat it again, but we think we're on the brink of something because we're sitting and that when it's not big enough, like it's not a brand new house or a brand new car, brand new job or a thousand more clients that it fizzles out, that it wasn't. Yeah, you fizzle out and you think that it was nothing and you forget all the work that you learned of just like during that sitting part that we've been in for the last year. And you throw it all away because it wasn't big enough for us. Yeah, that's key. So we need to look for the small things, right? The small thing. You know, one of the things Darren Hardy always says is that small, significant choices and changes have massive impact, right? It's Mm -hmm. not the big elephant. You know, and he always says is like this. He goes, you know, have you ever been bitten by an elephant? And you're like, no, I haven't. Well, have you been bitten by a mosquito? Yes. Thousands of times. Yep. It's those little significant, seemingly significant changes that make yeah. this impact in your life. Yeah. And, and being that's the impact we had here, not just outside, but it's yeah. the impact here. If we don't, yeah. and we don't want to lose it. Yeah. Very important. So let me ask you this question. Do you have a quote That sort of is a mantra or something that you live by. Do you have a quote that you'd like to share? Actually, yes. I even tattooed it on my body because so I never forget it in case I get to (laughs) to mention something there. (laughs) This is not how my story will end. Awesome. Really good. And that's good for the win and the lose, right? It's like, this isn't how my story is going to end. I'm going to keep going forward. You know, I like the visual of that. To me, it's just like saloon doors, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah. here's the win, here's the lose. We just go through the doors, you know, and go to the next one and move on. And, you know, yeah. I love that quote. That's awesome. Well, I tell you what, Danny, it's been fantastic having you on. We wanted, I wanted to do this for a couple of years and it just was we were busy and then COVID happened and all that crazy stuff. Cause I thought, Oh, I'll just catch you next time I see you at, you know, when we're in a together or something. And then that didn't happen. And I thought I better get a hold of you and make sure that we have this conversation. So thank you so much for gracing us with this beautiful knowledge that you gave to us, you know, on how you went through this. And that's, what's important about this podcast is that we're all at different stages. We just need to feel like we're not an island, you know, that we're all going through these different things. And somebody somewhere heard what you had to say, and I know it's going to change our lives. So what is the best way for someone to get a hold of you if they want to reach out to you and say, hey, look, I need you. I need some coaching. I'm a veteran and I need some help in my relationships. The easiest is my website because it has like my phone number and it's links to everything, right? So Danny Rocco, I'm a girl. So it's D-A-N-I-R-O-C-C-O. Yeah, we'll have yeah, but it's like got all my social media links so you can um, just listen to the resource podcasts and other podcasts on there or you can reach out. You can text me. You're pretty transparent. So you go there, you get everything. 
That's awesome. awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for gracing us with your presence. And, you know, I wish you all the best in 2021. And I know it's going to be great for you. I know it's going to be great. I have a feeling it's going to be wonderful. So thanks again for joining us today. Yes. Well, thank you. And thank you for what you're doing, because you learn best by listening and history, right? We all have our own history. Oh, yeah, no question. So thank you again. And so everyone, thank you so much for gracing us with your presence by listening in today and taking time from your day to listen into what we have to share. And hopefully it made an impact in your life or will make an impact in your life. And again, pay this forward, share it with other people. And we'll look forward to talking to you the next time on Success to Significance. You've been listening to Success to Significance with Jen Duplessis, the number one podcast for people wanting to give more value and make an impact. Loved this episode? Be sure to subscribe right now at www.jenduplessis.com S2S for more stories, strategies, and thoughts to help you gain significance and success. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Join us next week for another breakthrough episode. Thank you for listening.